Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller, North by Northwest. One minute of screen time per episode. Uh, For this minute, I'm your host, Sean German. And I'm your other host, Brian German. All right, welcome, Brian. And we are here to talk about Minute 94 of North by Northwest. Um, In Minute 94... We are approaching the exciting conclusion of our uh, our auction scene, and the minute winds up with Thornhill being duly escorted from the premises by Chicago's finest. Um, so, so yeah, so we start off. We we, we started this week talking about this, this extended auction scene where Thornhill is made um, quite a nuisance of himself, and finally he's getting the. The results he sought, I think the whole the plan the whole time was to get the police escort that would protect him from the building so like the bad guys couldn't get him. Yes. And I have an, an idea for the world going forward. Let's bring back men's suits wherever we go. <laughs> I think, you know, the guy looks looks 100 every every place he goes. He's keeping it real. He does look good in a suit. And I think. I tend to agree as I get older. I can kind of, right? when I was younger, I, I, I was a not, casual. You know, there's a time and a place for the casual, but it just, man, it looks good. Yeah, because it's not, you know, this is not a, a formal function or a business function. He's just out about town and wherever he goes, he's the, the suit and tie. Right. Yeah. He looks like a gentleman. <laughs> That's right. I could, yeah, I could, I could see the argument. I mean, I've kind of, I'm, I'm not the full suit wearer, but I mean, lately, if if I'm leaving the house, I'll, I'll put on a collared shirt, maybe short okay. sleeve, but, but I'll have a collar on. I don't know. Okay. I do. I, I'm starting to feel weird if I'm just walking around in a t-shirt. So, and I, and I know you don't wear jeans. You're famous for it. <laughs> I don't know um, if I'm famous, but I'm, <laughs> I don't, but, and, you know, yeah. I don't work in a barn or in a field, you know, I'm not out in the yard. So, and I'm not a child. So yes, I do. I, I don't, I don't think I own any denim. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Cause so yeah, you're, you're, you're starting this. This could be a whole revolution now. <laughs> now you, you wear, you wear jeans, but you wear like, they're not worn with like holes in the knees and stuff. It's right, like dark, right. a dark blue denim. It's- it's dark, right? But I, you know, I don't know. I think it, it, a little bit dressed up looks good. You know, it, you, it really, you throw some polish on any situation you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something to be said for the way everyone's kind of dressed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the, you know, on the train when he's traveling, we see all the all the gentlemen. Yeah, suit and tie. And about the tie, I don't like restrictions around the neck. Uh, you know what? Um, a V-neck suit. That's that's the way we got to do it. Have the tie start, you know, right at the chest. <laughs> I'm Ben. There you that's, go. I mean, that's, that's a million dollar idea. That's a billion dollar idea right there. The V-neck suit. I'm on board. <laughs> the V-neck suit. Absolutely. Like absolutely. It. Get it done. Make it happen. Patent pending. I just want to add that this this movie. I love this movie. This is another great classic. All right. Well, yeah. So let's let's start off with that. So, Brian, this is your first minute um, mm-hmm. with us on the the Hitchcock Minute program here. So, what's your your Hitchcock history? Your North by Northwest. Go, uh, Hitchcock, you go ways back with this film. 
Uh, yeah, Hitchcock, very slow. I, I just his movies just kind of trickled in throughout the years. I never like binged all of them or anything like that. Saw it, but I saw this, I can't remember when I first saw it, but I did recently rewatch it and uh, it, mm-hmm. it's a great movie. I think it's got, okay. it's got action. It's got the adventure. I, I like that. It's not, I mean, it's not really scary in any way. I know some Hitchcock could be scary. Uh, this is just more mystery and adventure, which I think I like him better Hitchcock. That is, in these types of movies, then let's say maybe the birds, which I know is a classic. Uh, I just like the adventure more. Okay. Okay. Now, how do you think, do you, do you think this film has aged well? Uh, I think it's aged well. I know that there are a lot of things. So there's a lot of things that Hitchcock does that now they're, you know, they're tropes or they're cliche because so many people have copied his style. So many people grew up watching Hitchcock and then now they're, We've got second and third generation directors who grew up on Hitchcock. So I worry sometimes people just think not recognizing, oh, this guy did it first. And that's why everyone's doing it nowadays. But you think it's aged well? I think it's aged well. I mean, certainly right up into uh, when it was remade, you may have seen it. 1990s Total Recall. (laughs) I mean, that movie seems to be exactly like this movie. Interesting. I don't know if I've ever made that connection before. But yeah, there's... I mean, it's it's sort of uh, it's sort of the same type of movie. Wow, yeah, I mean, because there's think it, about it, absolutely. There's a now there's the sci-fi twist of yes, is is the guy really the guy they're after or not? Whereas in North by Northwest, we know from the beginning this is mistaken identity. He's not the guy they're really after. But true, you know, other true. other than that kind of sci-fi twist where he might be the guy and not know it himself. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Hot take. But I th- I yeah. think the movie's age I think the the action is not really too dated. I mean, I, which is funny to say for a movie from 1959, but mm-hmm. I think it's pretty well done. Um you know, the dialogue is is pretty current. I don't think there's really there's not much. I mean, again, the suits but there's not much yeah. that really uh, you would think, wow, this is this is so old fashioned that you're just like, you just can't even watch it. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't rely. There's not a lot on like special effects and stuff. Those are the things that really date a movie. Right. Uh, a little bit in the I mean, not to get into the other minutes, but some of the driving sequences, maybe perhaps there you, you notice a little bit of the dated effects. But even that they pull it off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think even these days, that's something they miss a lot of times on where it's just, it, you know, it doesn't look like people are really driving when they're supposed to be driving. But right. I mean, thinking of like like a dated movie, like The Birds, in terms of mm-hmm. a Hitchcock movie that does feel dated. And again, because it's, you know, heavy on the, the effects in terms of you don't have people, at, well, for the most part, people aren't actually being attacked by birds and they've got to kind of portray that. So that's kind of special effects heavy. So right. I mean, that... That's one I think watching nowadays, like just the the visuals, it appears very dated. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So you like you like the Hitchcock, you like the North by Northwest. Yes, love the. Um, so do you like do you like what do you think about this ruse? This whole the the play that Thornhill is going here that I'm gonna make. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I can go with language. Basically, make a a, a donk, yeah, spectacle out of himself in public as a way to lure security or the police to escort him out where so the spies won't be able to get to him. 
Good plan. I, I do like the plan. I, I, I think it's, if it's, it's a funny moment. I think he's, you know, playing it. He's been pretty smart throughout the whole movie. I like this idea. He, he's drawn a ton of attention to himself. So nothing could really happen to him from the bad guys, from the spies. Yeah. I, like I wonder, I, I, I wonder like if he takes it too far, like when he sees, he, he sees the phone call is it was last minute. He saw that someone was, you know, one of the um, auction workers was calling presumably for security of the police and he keeps up the act. And then when he sees the police, he, he punches the man that has come the, the, you know, the kind of the auction assistant, whatever, like he punches that guy at that point, he's seen the police. He knows they're like, is he worried they're going to let him off with a warning? That's, that's a good point. Yes. He does take it a little too far. Maybe he's just, he's so invested in this. He's just can't control himself. He forgets who he is for a minute. <laughs> he forgets himself. Is he worried like maybe, you know, public, you know, they're going to say later that the, he, they're going to book him on being drunk, but is he worried like disturbing the peace isn't enough? He's got to get a physical assault in there. I mean, it is possible if he didn't punch the guy, he may have just been kind of removed out of the mm-hmm. room where now they put him into the squad car right. and just cart him out of there. So I, okay. there could be some logic to his madness. There's a method. So yeah, put him in a position where like, okay, they definitely have to put have him in the back seat of the squad have car. to get him out of there. Right. Exactly. Get him out of there. And then he's got a nice little, um, he's, you know, poking the bear. He's got a nice little comment to Valerian in, mm-hmm. in the bad suit as he's, you know, I'm sorry, old man, too bad. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of the, like, that's where it's like trying to imagine someone else in this part other than Cary Grant. Um, Cause this Thornhill is, is a bit of a butthead. Like he, he's a jerk, <laughs> but it's like, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's lovable. Cause he's Cary Grant. You can like him. Like, uh, like any, anyone else you'd be like, well, you know, the spy should kill this guy. He deserves it. Cause he's being such a jerk, but it's like, oh, right. but he's Cary Grant. He's so smooth. And maybe it's the suit. I mean, exactly. <laughs> he does seem to be pretty capable. I mean, in, in this situation, uh, I mean, he's, just what was he? Is he an ad executive or? I, I, yeah, it's, he's, he's kind remember. of um, he's a madman, you know. He's, so he's, he's pretty. Yeah, uh, that's right. So he's pretty uh, knowledgeable in the uh, the the spy game here. He seems to really handle himself well throughout the whole movie. And and here's another example. He's just right. using his brain, trying to get in trouble, which I give credit to. I mean that that's a guy that's never been involved in this, thrust into thrusted into it. Mm-hmm. Seems to be taking it well. Now is that. Do you feel is that part of a setup? Is that like setup payoff that like as part being in advertising, he knows like the human psyche. He knows what people respond to. He knows what will get people to buy a product. So therefore he knows Ah, how to handle these situations. That's a good question. That could definitely be part of it. He understands people. And and even even with this this spectacle here, he's he knows he knows how to make a good a good advertisement. And here he's advertising he needs to be taken away yeah that's that's definitely now that's have you point. have you like um so what do you know about auctions have you been to any auctions I, i've never been to an auction i happily know nothing yeah. about auctions have you <laughs> no so you haven't like shouted out like a, a lower bid or accused the auctioneer of you know having <laughs> um forgeries or anything yeah <laughs> i've never i've never been involved 
Have you? Um, only once. I went to one auction. I didn't bid on anything. Did and, you at least uh, get arrested? I did not get arrested. So oh. I, I really didn't get my money's worth. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Um, and I, I, I think some of the things might have been forgeries. I should have shouted out something. <laughs> um, how do we know it's real? Just to see what happens. That's right. I, I feel like it's uh, auctions today. I guess they still do go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see ads in the paper for like, you know, the like estate sale auctions or mm-hmm. seized property, like the police that's auction. That, that's a good point. That's where it comes um, from. Now, this is, you know, fancy auction. The women are wearing hats. The men are in suits. It's That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, he's he's a capable character. And uh, like you said, the advertising could, that could have been a, a setup. And it's paying off here. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Now, I I do wonder if he's got not well, like, obviously, seriously, we know Thornhill doesn't want to actually purchase any of these things. But at least like the character he's playing, does he have a point? It was one thing. So last minute, he was like underbidding, you know, like the the bid would be thirteen hundred and he would say thirteen dollars. But at this point, like, what's the bid? It's a twenty two fifty or something. And he shouts out three thousand. So he's gone over like that's a legitimate bid. Like, do they have to sell him the thing? Is that like a binding? I don't know. That was a little strange to me, that whole part. And I know you mentioned how he gets a little overboard. That's mm-hmm. an area where I was not quite clear on what he was doing. <laughs> like maybe like, you know, what would, he, what would he do if the, you know, the auction officials, they stop the police and they say, before you take him away, he owes us $3,000. That's right. What have they said? Like, you know, if you shout out a number at an auction, that's that's a binding, you know, that's a binding oral contract. You've agreed to give us three thousand dollars. You you know, right. hand over the money, and then and then you'll get arrested. Right, right, exactly. You know, what would he yeah, have said? I, like, that was not clear to me what he what exactly he was doing, other than just causing a huge scene. I get that part of it, but yeah, the overbids, yeah. I I didn't quite get. Yeah, well, we'll get into. You know, because I wonder, like, so how well has he thought this out and how well does this plan work? And we'll see, I guess maybe it's next week. We see maybe he didn't, maybe he hasn't thought this out as well as he should have, or maybe it's not going as well as he thinks he does. But at least, right. Um, I mean, the immediate goal was let me get walked out in police custody where they can't get me. He's safe, it, right. Yes. And and that much of the plan has worked. We also see um, uh, interspersed with the ruckus that, that Thornhillier is calling. We see the professor, Leo G. Carroll, kind of sneaks out. And as Thornhill is being escorted out of the building, we see the professor at a payphone making a call. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That's... Well, that that I guess will have implications next week. Yeah, wondering who who he could be calling and what what he might say to them. Um, but I'm I'm just glad this auction is finally over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Auctions in general, I mean, unless you're being chased <laughs> by spies, don't seem too cool. Don't. It's not. You know, you talked about the the action, and certainly there are a lot of action sequences in this film, and that an auction is generally not one. I thought it was interesting. So actually in, so I've got a copy of the shooting script Mm -hmm. uh, dated August, 1958. And they actually have the first mention of one of the uh, attendants 
making a move towards Thornhill comes um, a little bit w- would have been last minute after um, right around the time when you know that thirteen hundred uh, thir- you know how about thirteen dollars like that part um, and is when somebody they, then was going to stop them at that point yeah they they start it just says um, yeah you know an attendant is moving down the aisle towards Thornhill now we don't actually see that until. I think it's about 20 seconds into this minute um, that we actually see someone starting to make a move towards him. Like I, I, I just, I'm skeptical of how much trouble they let him get away with before, you know, anyone makes any kind of move to stop him. Yeah. I, I think he gets away with some of it. And then I don't think he gets away with all of it uh, in the, in the real world. I think they would yeah. stop him pretty soon. Well, is it, is it because he's wearing a suit? <laughs> Like if he's just there, yeah, if he's there and Dean's in a t-shirt and he's shouting out nonsense bids and whatnot, they, they would get, take care of him right away. But they're like, oh, he's got, he's got a suit and tie. He's got a suit and tie. That's suit, right. He's respectable. He must, he must be respectable. Surely there must be some mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause the auctioneer gives a little bit of a, you know, I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> right. Right. Really, or he just says, you know, please, sir, you know, get into the spirit of the, proceedings exactly it seemed that's what the vibe i got was it's this is a uh it's a serious matter here this is an auction this isn't a, the zoo right right but then so they but they finally do someone approaches thornhill the police have arrived they escort them from the premises and what are the bad guys going to do next that's right we'll have to find out yeah so that's that's about all I had for this minute. Do you have, uh, Brian, anything else to uh, to add? No, other than if he was in a V-neck suit, he would be uh, getting away <laughs> with the whole thing. Sure. Yeah. If he was but, in a uh, V-neck suit, they'd be they'd be cheering him. They'd say, "You're right. right. You know, we're 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 way too stuffy with this auction. With the whole <laughs> bids have to keep going up. Who makes the rules? Thank you for showing <laughs> us the light. That's right. But no, so, it's a it's a a cool minute. I, I think his plan's working, and uh, I, I like how he's handled himself throughout this entire movie, and this minute included. Yeah. So, uh, so listeners, come on back tomorrow, Brian. Can you, um, can you come back and finish out the week with us tomorrow? You know what? I can do it. <laughs> you can do it. All right. Well, and if folks want to hear more from you, Brian, where, where can they, where can they hear more of your stuff other than coming back to this podcast tomorrow? Uh, well, we, uh, you and I actually, Sean, we have a podcast. We do. Uh, it's uh, the next scene. I, I think people maybe you already even know about it, where we analyze. If they don't, they they should. Yeah, that's right. Where we where we analyze some pop culture, one scene, one song, uh, one book at a time, and we're <laughs> we're currently going through that. And if you like pop culture, give us a listen. Yeah, yeah. So do that, and um, you can come on back you can find uh this podcast the hitchcock minute we're on apple apple Podcasts and google play uh, we're also on the web uh, at hitchcockminute.com and for social media to let us know um, what kind of neck do you want on your suit do you want the v-neck suit uh let us know at the the man on washington's nose is the facebook group we're also on twitter at hitchcock minute
goodbye, mr. thornhill wherever you are.